Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts, where your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and as is Tuesday tradition, we led Andy to the fine folks at Betsperts Golf, and Mr. Rooney joins us. Talk a little hockey, talk a little baseball, but before we get into that, how was your weekend? I know Andy was grilling lots of meats. What did you do to uh, remember or memorialize? A lot of a lot of the same thing as Andy. Then there was watching sports. There was playing golf. Still up here at the at the cottage in Michigan with my family. So, just a nice, relaxing, long weekend filled of uh, just about I would say the same things most people were doing here: golf, uh, sports, and, and grilling meat. So it was, it was it was a blast. How about yourself? It was good. Very relaxing. Started to dive into some new stuff. I'm sure I'll share on the show at some point. But uh, let's jump into some hockey stuff. I mean, what do we got? Where are we? How's it going? Uh, man, we're, we're at the beginning of the conference finals round. The Western Conference Finals starts tonight, and I think we got the NHL's dream matchup here with, with Nathan McKinnon, Nathan McKinnon, geez, and that uh, incredibly talented Avalanche team going up against, obviously, Connor McDavid, the best player in the league. And then the other side in these conference finals, we probably have the two best goalies left in the NHL, uh, maybe even in the NHL overall going at it. And Igor Shesterkin and Andre Vasilevsky. So, Two really fun series getting ready to go. Game one of the Avalanche and Oilers is tonight. Uh, I have one fun kind of play with that series. I'm not really sure how it's going to start out. And then I have a series play there as well. I'm going to go game one series, uh, game one series parlay double with with the Avalanche. Ooh, Avalanche like uh, is uh, Connor McDavid's really good. He's he's going to get his this series. He's going to score some points. He's going to score some goals. Excuse me, points. Some assists in there, but. I really think the Avalanche have gotten to the, I think getting past that second round series against a really tough cup proven playoff proven team in St. Louis was kind of them getting over the hump because they hadn't done that yet with the score. I think now that they're in a conference finals, I think Edmonton, it, it, it kind of plays a similar light version of what the Avalanche try to do. They, the Avalanche just do it better. And I, I think they're going to win game one at home. I think they're going to win the series. I think, like I said, McDavid's going to probably drag the Oilers to a win or two, but I really think the Avalanche kind of cruise after getting over that hump against a really, really tough, uh, tough playoff opponent in St. Louis. So I like that at minus 106. I think there's, I saw a minus 105 and close to an even money there, depending on what site you find. Um, and then game one, I didn't really know what I wanted to do here. The over is seven, I like which this. I like, but you know, who knows? <laughs> Why not? Let's just go with a McDavid McKinnon game one goal scorer parlay. Why not? Plus four, plus four nineteen. Two best players, two best scorers on each team. McDavid has obviously been probably the best player in the playoffs so far. McKinnon uh, was, I think he's five goals in four games in the opening series versus the Predators. He was held off the score sheet uh, in, against St. Louis, except for that game five hat trick, which he was absolutely electric in. So I don't know. I don't. I didn't really have a big feel on this one, this game one. So why not? Let's just go with the two best players, two most electrifying players in the NHL to go out and score a goal, right? I like it. I'm definitely going to watch the, a lot of this series. I mean, simply for these two guys and, Again, I'm not a big hockey guy, and mm-hmm. uh, but it is there's something about watching two great players, and maybe it doesn't have the same dynamic of basketball where you have maybe you know like a LeBron James guarding a Kevin Durant, you know where they're going back and forth. I mean, is there that much impact? I mean, are they really kind of going one on one, or is it again more they're just out there leading their lines? To the best it's not. Can. It's not necessarily. It's not going to be one on one because you know they're not going to be playing 60 minutes like Durant's going to be playing 45. But right. you know it, they are the two best players on their team, and when they're on the ice for you know third of the game, just under half the game they're going to be playing. They are the guys that are going to kind of be 
being marked, being tracked by opposite uh, by opposite teams, and they're as capable of taking over a game as anybody else is on the ice. So when they're out on the ice, they're going to be must much must watch TV. Jeez, can't talk this morning. Um, so I, I'm just really looking forward to those two kind of going back and forth as much as they possibly can. And it's it's an interesting contrast because that series is probably going to be your big high scoring back and forth, you know, six to five, seven to four type games. And then the other side, you have, like I said, the probably the best playoff goalie we may have ever seen, or at least is on track to be an Andre Vasilevsky and Igor Shosturkin, who's been, who was amazing to close out the Kane series and uh, is, is going to win the Vezina this year. So it's one high scoring, one goalie duel. It's kind of the best of both worlds. That's awesome. And then I think I cut you off before you got to the, you had the lightning minus one and a half. Too, right? I, yeah, that, that's not, we, we can get to that. I'll have a blog with that tomorrow too. But yeah, lightning minus one and a half. I just, the Rangers have, they, they beat a beat up Penguins team. They beat a Carolina team that could win on the road. I, I have some Rangers money. I, I have a, I think a 10 to one future on them to win the East. So this part is partially is a little bit of hedge with me with the lightning, but I also just think that, that we're kind of meant for a, a lightning avalanche final here. That said, still got to go out and do it. The Rangers still have a goalie that can go out and win them a series, but I think it's going to be really tough against this Lightning team, against the, the team that's you know been to the Stanley Cup Finals, won it the last two years, have the best goalie in the world probably in, in the playoffs. So, going to be a fun series. I just I think this is kind of where the the young Rangers run into the Cup proven, Cup winning you know playoff veteran team and kind of learn a little bit of a lesson going into next year, year after. It does feel like we've been on track for a lightning um, avalanche finals for, for quite some time now, and that'll be quite exciting. But we have to wait for that. And while we wait, we have the NBA finals. Now, we just have to wait. It's Tuesday. They don't play until Thursday. But we've got the series prices up. We've got game one odds up here. And, I mean, Matt, the Warriors are the favorite. What, what do you make of that? Yeah, I, I, in my head, I would like the Warriors not at minus 160. I think if I had to pick a series winner at that, those two prices, I'm taking Boston out of the value there. I just, with how they've been playing, with all it took for Boston to go get by get by Miami in seven in a really tough physical series. I know they'll have rest, but still they played a lot more basketball. It just seems like Golden State is doing it in a whole lot of different ways. Like Steph's winning some games, Clay's going off. Sometimes it's Jordan Poole off the bench. For me, it just seems like hey, Boston obviously plays this way too. They got a lot of stars, but I don't know. In, in this given situation, I'm going to default to the guys that have been there before won it while they're a little bit old. I think they, they kind of want this one. I think they want the post KD ring to prove it was kind of more this core that they didn't really need KD. That's, that's kind of what I got going on in my head. How about you? Yeah, it really is. It, it came out the other day. They're the second team in history. I think to make, it was five finals or six finals in eight years, besides obviously the Chicago bulls, which is my wild bulls. to think of. I didn't realize that it had been that long. It's just, it's amazing in the NBA, how, short your memory is for stuff like that. But I kind of agree with you. That price looks a little juicy on Golden State. And you look at the line for game one, um, I still need to do a little bit more homework there. The spread looks just about right to me, but that total looks so slow, especially for a Warriors team that's been putting up a lot of points. And it's not like Miami's going to be playing against Boston here and we'll have some low um, scoring games. So I'll probably end up with an over there, more homework to do there. But I do have some series bets. I like Boston. Um, I have this series basically a pick them. If Boston had home court advantage, I'd have them the favorite. Um, so give me the plus 130. Give me Celtics minus one and a half games plus 225. Again, I love doing this with the road team, basically just to bet them to win it in game six at home or sooner. 
this is mm-hmm. a great matchup for the Celtics. Now, Steph Curry is fantastic. There is probably nobody on earth that can keep him from going off on certain nights. But Marcus Smart and this roster full of long-armed, willing defenders that the Celtics have can do as good a job as anybody. And I think we're going to see them swarm Curry. Again, Smart's going to just really mess with him quite a bit. And not just on the defensive end. I think we'll see Smart running through a lot of screens and stuff, trying to beat Curry up a little bit on the offensive end as well, really make Curry work on both ends of the floor and Again, the Celtics with a lot of those long arms, I think they'll have plenty of guys who can try to slow Clay down. Again, you probably get a Clay game, you probably get a Curry game, but I don't see Wiggins really popping here. He is going to have way too much to do defensively with Tatum. Yes, he did a great job with Luka Doncic, but this is a much different assignment. This is going to be a lot more ISO scoring. I think Tatum is going to try to draw a lot more fouls on Wiggins. And on the other side of the ball, I mean, Tatum should have a great series or Brown. There's just, there's only one Andrew Wiggins and I don't see anybody else that can really step up and slow down the other guy. And at the same time, we'll see what Draymond's going to have to do. He has to have a huge series here. And I wonder if he's going to be falling around Horford, who's clever enough to get him in some bad spots, or if he's going to get stuck with Time Lord and pick and rolls over and over again. It's just from a basketball perspective, looking at some of my numbers from the season, and I have this series very close. And again, would make Boston a favor if they have home court here. So give me the plus 130 and the minus one and a half games. And as sick as it makes me to say this, go Boston. I, I am glad we got this one because it does seem like if Miami were to somehow, I still don't know how they came back in that game seven and made it a game. If we were to get them, it would have just been like, that was them emptying the tank. That was all they had left. And it would have been a, a kind of a, a death march for them against Golden State. So I'm glad Boston did come out of there. As much as I love Jimmy Butler as a, as a former Bulls guy, or as Bulls guy, um, I would have loved to see him get another shot. But in terms of getting a better series, this was undoubtedly the better matchup. So I'm happy we did get this one. Yeah, I think maybe you're underestimating the heat and how a week arrest would have done for him. But you make a good point. This is the, the better of the two outcomes. And Probably thought it was going to be Boston and Phoenix, but here we are, Boston, Golden State. It should be a really fun series. Let's jump into some baseball here. Now, I see we've got a little this is what I like a first five. I'm a big first five guy. Yeah, we're, we're, people let, love these we're laying off. some juice here today. I wanted to uh, I wanted to get That's, one. I was going to get to that. I was, I was going with uh, with one with my team, one with Dan's team. Uh, I'm, I'm more I'm riding Dan's team here. I'm going to fade mine a little bit. Uh, Tim Anderson went down for the White Sox over the weekend. It looks like he's going to be probably very likely it an IL stint with a, with a groin injury. Uh, I think we'll fa- figure out how serious it is today, but it looks like he's going to miss some time. He is the catalyst in the White Sox lineup. He really is the starter that gets people going, and he's been their best hitter all year. Uh, White Sox, Blue Jays in Toronto. It's Lucas Giolito against Kevin Gossman. It's kind of the battle of two aces there who have both been really good all year. Both the areas, I think, under 2.3. So under 4.5 for me in the first five is, is kind of a lock. I don't think the Sox are going to do all that much. Uh, I think Giolito is going to, or they should say offensively, they're not going to do much. I think Giolito is going to pitch pretty well. He's been a pretty good big pitcher in these types of maps for him. So that one score, and I think the total is seven. I would ride the under there as well. And then uh, Charlie Morton over five and a half strikeouts. He's, as Dan would probably tell you, Charlie Morton's been a little bit disappointing this year coming off the in- injury he suffered in the playoffs. But he's still got that high strikeout potential. He recorded nine just a couple games ago. He's kind of been hovering around that four or five mark his last few starts, with the exception of that one nine in there. But he's also gone up against some really tough lineups. He hasn't really had the – he's gone up against you know, the Dodgers a couple times this year, the Mets. He's gone up against the Phillies. And the Phillies, like, your Phillies aren't that great of a team right now, but they have a good lineup. They're going up against the Diamondbacks today on the road. Diamondbacks, I believe, are the, the – struck out uh, as a team second most in majors so i think this is a, a bounce back spot for a, an older but still 
high strikeout potential guy and Charlie Morton at a lower total that you're getting because he's off to a little bit of a slower start. That's why you see at minus 122. Uh, I, I think he does go out there and have a nice start and record some strikeouts against a, a strikeout prone uh, Diamondbacks lineup. I like that. I like a nice buy low. And don't worry, the Phillies are always bad. It's a surprise when they're good. And hey, a little bit of a plug here. If you like that Charlie Morton over five and a half strikeout lines uh, on Betsperts, MLB player props are now live. Go to the uh, go to the track picks section on Betsperts. Click click MLB, and you can uh, you can now track your MLB player props along with game lines and first five inning totals. But you can get your player props in there as well, and NBA, which has been been live for a while now. But we got we got Major League Baseball going too. That's awesome. I love all that stuff. So yeah, make sure you get in there. Use bets first to track all your stuff. It's really quite a bit of fun. And I agree, Patrick. It was nice, Matt, that you made a Charlie Steakhouse pick because Andy, I'm pretty sure, probably had some steak yesterday. We'll get a full <laughs> probably recap from him tomorrow. Can't wait for that. Let's dive into some tennis. The French Open continues. Coco Goff, our last remaining outright, makes it into the semifinals on her drive to lose to Iga Swiatek in the finals. Um, <laughs> Iga, Queen uh, Zhang, Queen uh, Zhang almost got her, took her out. I was going to say first... Iga lost her first set yesterday, right? That's right. Took her down in the first set in a tie break. Actually came back, avoided some set points and stuff to fight back to win that set, but got obliterated the next two. Um, was having some cramping <laughs> issues and things like that, so that's always tough. But we'll see. I mean, Coco's playing some fantastic tennis. She continues to ascend, so we'll see if she has it in her. But you know, worst case, some of those ego parlays will cash. I do have one pick for us tomorrow, though. Um, again, this match will be early tomorrow morning. They don't have the order of play yet, but they've been starting as early as 5 a.m. Eastern, a little bit later now that we're in the uh, quarterfinals. But Veronica Kudermatova, plus 160 against Daria Kasatkina and minus three and a half games, plus 300. You can find this all spread at a couple um, spots. I believe Canby Books have it and maybe a few offshores. But have this match much, much closer. Daria Kasatkina, a really solid player, has been put putting together a nice week, arguably her best week ever here at Roland Garros. Um, generally someone that likes to play on clay, but struggles to, you know, to generate enough power to hit the ball. And Kudermatov is someone that can hit through her a little bit, has a strong serve and really enough consistency where she's not just going to lose this match. And that's honestly a lot of the way Kasakina wins. Now she moves well, she does hit some winners and stuff. And again, is pretty solid here, but I have her closer to maybe like a minus 130 or so favorite. You know, so I'd have Kudermatova closer to plus 130, the game spread right around two and a half. So happy to grab the plus 160 here. Um, and then just lay in the alt spread. Cause I, I think if Kudermatova gets this done, when Kasakina loses, it's often by a lot. And honestly, we have a chance to cover this even in three and a half sets. Kudermatova might get a 6-0, 6-1 even there. So like Kudermatova, tomorrow the cooter monster has been good to us and hopefully she will continue to be i think that's all we got matt anything else here for the people i think that's all i got i'm just excited to watch some uh, some conference finals tonight and get going with the nba in a couple days i could dig it and yeah it's uh, it's a good idea uh, uh not patrick mccann just regular patrick check out the, um, a few books fandle i believe is one of them that will actually have live tournament outrights during matches which to me always seems kind of dicey um, but, you know, kudos to them for doing it. Hopefully some people got up back in at minus 110, which is you know a little better even than the pre-tournament price. But thanks again, everybody, for watching. Great job by the chat. As always, like, subscribe, thumbs up, do all that good stuff that Andy likes. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow.